La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding ding dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum. Tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Bonjour, rugby friends, and welcome to the teammate episode of the French Rugby Connection podcast with moi, your host, Véronique Landieu, and... And moi, Mike Pierce. Bienvenue le final podcast. It's not the uh, final, I said it's nearly oh, it's yeah. the one before the final. Yeah, we still have another one to go. Yeah. So, oh, what a brilliant semi-final it's been, oh. so... Uh, Yes, Incredible, sir. isn't it? Uh, well, do you know, I was looking, the season started the 4th of September. And I mean, here we are now, in the middle of June, and you think, wow, what a long haul it's been. But, uh, you know, one more game to go. And is, it, is it longer than the Premiership then? Because the Premiership finished last weekend. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the top 14, I think, is the longest season in the world because, you know, it hardly ever ends, does it? They probably get a few weeks off now. Uh, You know, players will go to Japan with France and they'll come back and do pre-season training. I mean, it's a, it's a tough old grind in France, isn't it? It is, it is. Yeah, and I have to say uh, something that I read, I think, from a Hugo, was it Hugo Monet, which they said that Premiership, in his opinion, was the best and the most difficult rugby league in the world. And I replied to his comment via a rugby journalist from the rugby paper, which is an English show, rugby paper as it yeah. in yeah. I say sorry uh, sorry but uh, you need to start watching the top 14 Hugo I think you got it wrong there because uh, yeah top 14 has been anything but boring this season yeah no I, I, I think the only thing I can say and I think what he was alluding to is that in the premiership the top team can beat the bottom team um And I don't think that's quite the case in the top 14. I think probably the top 12, you know, uh, uh, are convincing and will win. But the bottom two normally don't don't do very well. But having said that, it's a close run thing, you know. And, and I mean, both leagues are just are just a joy to watch, aren't they? And they're head and shoulders above everything else, to be honest. I think it's only because this season there hasn't been any relegation. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair comment. I mean... Uh, Yeah, but you know, if there is relegation, usually you find the teams will fight harder, so they're probably even more competitive. But uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about the Gallagher Premiership. We're here because <laughs> tomorrow night is the top 14 final. Exactly. So 19:45, 7:45 French time, which is 6:45 English time. I'm going to watch it with great enjoyment on the. TV Saint Monde, which is free of charge. And yes, it's going to be cast against Montpellier. And I think it's a very well-deserved final because, you know, cast has been very consistent throughout yeah. the season. They don't have any international. They've been very aggressive and they've been fighting really, really hard together. And they topped the top 14. And yeah. Montpellier ended up being number two in the top 14. So I think it, it makes sense. Yeah, I think it's very fair. And, you know, Castro is such a bloody-minded side, aren't they? They just, you know, that game against uh, Toulouse was just up their boulevard. You know, they uh, they weren't, they were underdogs. They battled it out. 
And uh, yeah, and actually, it's a repeat of the 2018 final where Castro beat Montpellier 29-13. And quite a lot of players still involved in those two teams. I think Julien Dumora was playing with Cast. Tell you who does shine for Castro, and that's um, Uda Paletta, the fly half. Um, he's Argentinian yes. born, but you know, the guy's just outstanding. He's a great goal kicker, he conducts everything around him. And once again, against Toulouse, he orchestrated everything, you know, and he's chipped through for you know, Dumora's winning try, you know, right near the end. He's just sublime. I mean, the guy is, he's 36 as well, so, you know, what a player, what a player. I know, and he's going on, and on, and on. Are you in a cafe by chance? Yes, I am. I can I'm hear, di- I can hear the cafe. Yeah, I thought I'd get that French vibe, you know, ready for the game. I thought it'd make it sound, <laughs> sound cool. Yeah, yeah, I think if, you know, if you want to have the French vibe, you should sit outside with yes. an espresso. Yeah, and so, regarding cast, so do you know how many times they won the top 40? Yes, I do. Five. Yes, so the first time was 1949, 1950, 1993, 2013, and 2018. Correct. And they were runners-up in 1995 and 2014. Absolutely. So, yes, in wow. the uh, testament to the success in the a rugby player, Henri Brancon. And uh, yes, he brought his magic since he took over in 2020. And for our English listeners, you might have heard his name because he worked for Bath Rugby Club for over two years. Because he plays for Castor. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the gentleman we mentioned, the Argentinian, Uda Paletta, who kicked 14 points at the weekend, he plays for Castor. <laughs> and you know, the playmaker, the man who controls it all because he plays for Castor. <laughs> yeah, quite the opposite to Montpellier, of course, who have never won the top 14. They were losing finalists in 2011 and 2018, but never actually lifted the, the trophy. So, um, yeah. And I, I have to say, in terms of longevity as well, I, Cast was founded 116 years ago. Yeah, was it? Do you remember it? 1906. Well, so I wasn't you, you, born yet. Yeah. You were probably born around that time. I'm oh, sure. yeah, I was, I was just reaching my <laughs> teenage years then. <laughs> and Montpellier actually is quite a newish club. You know, it was founded only in 1986. And uh, Moed Altra took over in 2011. And, of course, because of investment, you know, he yeah. wants to win some silverware. Yeah. And finally, I was so happy. I was in Twickenham, you know, <laughs> cheering. Montpellier last year in 2021, you know, they, they won the Challenge Cup. That was yeah. extremely moving. I was so happy for PSA, for Philippe Saint-André and his staff. That was, that was brilliant. Yeah, interesting that Montpellier budget is 27 million um, this season and Castra is 22.5 million. So, wow. cer- certainly on the financial side at uh, Montpellier. But there again, uh, Monsieur Altrad is a, a very, very wealthy man. <laughs> Yes, yeah, no, a good point, very good point, Mike. There is salary cap as well in yeah. France, people are not aware of it, but there is a, one, and also there is a restriction of number of non-French players, yeah. so there's been, there's a quota now, uh, so they really have to start uh, looking, you know, at uh, 
academy players. Yeah, well, I think that's that's um, already sort of uh, bearing fruit, isn't it, with the success of the French team and the strength and depth they've got since they brought in these rules already. You know, the talent that's emerging. One hundred percent. Quite frightening. Yeah. Yeah. But, so let's let's review the the, the team. So uh, amongst Montpellier, who do we have? Well, of course, our dear friend, um, the one and only, playing his last game tomorrow, um, Guillaume Girardo. I mean, what a what a what a wonderful servant he's been to French rugby, and uh, I think it's really fitting that he gets his last game at the Stade de France, where he's performed so many heroics for what was at the time a very poor French team. And you know, we we wish him well, but you know, they've got a quite a few talented players in there: Mohamed uh, Houas. The French prop, uh, Benoit. I'm not sure. I'm never sure you pronounce this guy's name. Benoit Palag. Palag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Palo Gabisi, the Italian. Yes, um, number ten. Half. Absolutely wonderful. Yes. Yeah, fantastic drop goal he kicked at uh, the weekend. Jeffrey Dumaru, another French international. Yannis uh, Serfontaine, the South African. You know, Vincent Rattes, he got a try at the weekend. Uh, you know, great winger. Anthony Boutier, the fullback, who was uh, a French fullback before Bruce Dillon took over then. Melvin Jaminet, but I'm a big fan of Boutier. He's got an amazing kick on him. And once again, he uh, he kicked uh, a drop goal at the weekend to beat Toulouse. Uh, I share with you your sentiment regarding you know, Guillaume Garado. It's, oh. such a, it's such a fitting match for him to to. To finish at the top of his rugby career, as we all know, he went through some very bad patches, difficult time, you know, with the uh, French oh. team for various reasons. But he was always, always there, even when they got really trashed by New Zealand oh. 2015 Cardiff. Yeah. There were only a handful of players. There were there were only maybe six or seven players, you know, that still yeah. came round. Uh, to the pitch to thank the French supporters. Oh, it's there. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And they, I, I really felt as well for Philippe Saint André because you know he had a you know, tough time because because of some players. Let's yeah, not I've... let's not let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, there absolutely. Was a bad yeah, atmosphere yeah. because of some players who were troublemakers. You know, they no one mentioned. Yeah, yeah, they ticked Guillaume Girardo off, wouldn't they? Ten minutes before the end, absolutely exhausted, and and at the end of a French defeat, the cameras would always home in on on his face you know looking totally dejected and he just felt so sorry for the guy but you know what a, I, I feel quite emotional about his last game tomorrow you know I, I sort of feel you know as you know, know. What, we've both met him and you know he's, he's such a lovely guy I mean honestly he's one of the a great credit to the game and you know a real hero of French rugby and unfortunately he played at a time when the when the French team wasn't so good but you know he he deserves to go down in my opinion as, as one of the greats Definitely, and you know what? It was you to be uh, to be on the podcast, but I think I had some issues with the translation. But he will be back, you know, in season three. That's for yeah, I'll have plenty of time on his hands now after <laughs> after this weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, we we just you know mentioned in terms of you know personalities of the coaches. So if we have in one hand you know, Pierre Henri Volcon, you know, who was I think he was a coach at Osh, which is a really important. Club, I think this is where uh, is it Altrit or a few players, a few key players, you know, uh, played. You know, so yeah. one one that has you know some good rugby pedigree, and then we got PSL, 
Philippe Saint-André. Who was actually uh, don't forget he was my guest on the French Rugby Connection podcast last year. Really top guy, as well as Bruce, Bruce Reiner, who's a former All Black and played for Northampton, Bordeaux, and uh, is part of the coaching team. Uh, Philippe Saint-André, Olivier Assad, and Joe Baptiste. Elisa, you know, have renewed for another three seasons. What do you think will happen? Cass was very solid, but I have to say, for the benefit of Toulouse, Toulouse they appeared very fatigued as well. Like yeah, I agree with you. It's been a long, hard long season. season. Yeah, particularly yeah. for, you know, the, the French players that have, uh, or the players that played for the French uh, national team, you know, they must be absolutely exhausted uh and you know it's still pretty cool you think in the end it was only really you know one school game so uh yeah i don't know you know castor is so bloody minded they might go and, they might go and win this um i think it's gonna be very very cool i think it's an intriguing final and i think it's you know tougher tougher anyone to call i mean it's really strange not to see toulouse in it when you think they were there 2021 they were there in 2019 you know they've won it 21 times which is which is more than any other team the only team that's won uh next in line is stade francais they won it 14 times and you know what's interesting Agen, you know poor Agen now languishing in the prodi they've they've won it eight times they're actually the fourth highest team to to win the competition but uh yeah um you know new broom new winners it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great final. And of course, you know, capacity crowd back um, after, you know, I think it was limited last season. And then of course in 2020, the final didn't take place because of COVID. So it's going to be a, a cracking atmosphere there uh, tomorrow. Definitely, night, definitely. 5,000 supporters have already bought, you know, their tickets in the cast. It's been sold out already. And they would oh, be- that's great. Yeah. Oh, what a fantastic, yeah. I mean, it's a... It's, it's, for people who haven't been to top 14 final, you know, it's wonderful. You go everywhere you go in Paris during the day, there's rows and rows of people outside restaurants and team kit. You know, it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful day. And of course, uh, you know, the kickoff comes quite late in the day and uh, everybody rolls on up to the start of France. And yeah, it's just one of the, one of the great occasions of rugby and certainly something to put on your bucket list if you're a rugby fan. Absolutely. And if there is a place as well that supporters want to enjoy themselves, if there is a place I highly recommend Rue de la Soif this morning. Okay. Les Domago and so on. It's a well-known place. In the are, you on commi- are you on commission with them there? Do they <laughs> give you a take? Or? <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> I wish. I'm recovering. I'm still recovering from the COVID. So unfortunately, yeah. I can't be there. But um, it's going to be a cracking, cracking atmosphere. Yeah. And I believe, I hope, uh, is, is it going to be shown on Premier Sport? It is, yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, tomorrow night on Premier Sports. So, uh, yeah, they've redeemed themselves the last couple of weekends. (laughs) Yeah, I think they have listened to our rant. Yeah, uh, yeah. Protest. And if you want to watch free of charge, you can watch on TV Sign. It is in French, of course, but it's absolutely amazing and it's free. So what's not to like? Exactly. And finally, what does your heart and what does your head say? Um, I, I've just got to feel, you know, I think it's going to be Guillaume Girardo's uh, swan song tomorrow. And I think he'll go out with a fairy tale ending. 
I mean, he was immense last week against uh, Bordeaux. You know, he, he rolled back the years. He carried. He's like a human battering ram. I think Montpellier going to do it. I think by one score. What's it's your going prediction? to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, my heart would say I would love to see Montpellier you know, to bat that win because they've never won. They've yeah, yeah never won the top yeah. fourteen trophy. So it would be good for the silverware because of the investment. And let's not forget where they're coming from. Last year, yes, uh, in January 2021, they were 13. They were ranked 13 out of 14. They had such a such a bad luck. Awful games, and yeah. Philippe Saint André, you know, took the rein. You know, his job was to be in the back office dealing with sponsors yeah. and so on. Yeah. And he put his uh, his uh, survêtement on, he put his <laughs> his training suit on yeah, yeah. with his white shirt, and he worked closely with Azam and Elisan. Yeah. And look, look what happened. Yeah. You know, they they had to sense, you know, they reshape a little bit. You know, they had uh, Lozovsky really. Really played well, you know, towards the end of his um, of his uh, time there. Plus, plus, yeah, Girado and all the rest. So, yeah, so I'm really, really pleased for them to to run it. And so, you know, we we spoke at the beginning about the uh, Premiership in England and the top fourteen in France and the similarities. Well, yes. last year Leicester were at the bottom of the uh, Gallagher Premiership, and last Saturday they won the title in England. So, you know, it's it's, it's very similar, similar stories. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why I love so much rugby. Anything yeah. can happen. So, rugby news. Well, we talked about, you know, uh, Guillaume Garado retiring. And last weekend, we had two major players as well that took their retirement, Trinduc and Louis Picamol. Yeah, yeah, two great players, um, you know, played played for a long time for, for their clubs and France. They've been around the top 14 a bit. They've done a good old tour of France. But yeah, well-deserved retirement for the pair of them. But we'll see them again because they're going to be part of the French Barbarians, which are managed by... The lovely Denis Charvet, who was on our podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah. And they're going to play against the USA in July and in the Open against Japan. And that reminds me, did you watch The Barbarian last week on Sunday? Yeah, incredible, wasn't it? I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, talk about French flair. You know, and with 14 men, when Will Skelton got sent off, I mean, they were just, gosh, there were some wonderful tries there, weren't they? Charles Olivon, well, you know, if there's any doubt about him, his form after serious injury, well, he certainly uh, quashed those uh, those fears at the weekend. That was absolutely amazing. You're right, you know, I mean, the final score was 52-21. And, you know, I raised my beret to the French, to the French Barbarians. Well, they were, they were more French than English. The only English player, I believe, was George Cruz, who, yeah, uh, celebrated his very final rugby game before <laughs> concentrating 100% on his uh, CBD joint venture. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the players were really good Damien Penault, Virini, yeah. Antoine Astoy, Charles yeah. Olivon, and my Breton compatriot Nolan Le Garrec. Yeah, and you know, they'd been in Monaco all week drinking themselves silly, 
So, it, you know, it just shows, doesn't it? Hey, what's it who was, Yeah, it was a, a, a fun crunch, a mini fun crunch. And I wish I would have been there, but COVID was still, you know, was still yeah. positive. Otherwise, I would have said hi to uh, to Damien and Fab, to Damien, to Fabian and all the rest. But uh, another time. And what I will remember is the, the, that kick from George Cruz. Yeah, the back heel. Yeah. But do you know that your friend, you know, uh, Nigel, Nigel, yeah, the is one it, who is was the farmer. Yeah, my mate Nige, yeah, he he's quite right in law that kick is illegal. Yes, uh, but, but uh, you know, in the, in the spirit and the spirit of Barbarians rugby, I think it's great that 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 stood. Yeah, you know, wow, didn't it rub Eddie noses? Eddie noses? Eddie Jones's nose in it? Even. Yes, yeah, I think uh, Johnny, uh, Eddie. I think I think to be honest with you, I think Eddie was probably experimenting. You know, it's. He's been experimenting for about four years now. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> it was a Barbarian game, and that reminds me. I wouldn't be surprised him being in the stadium of uh, Au Stade de France, as he's a very good friend of Henri Brancon and Pierre yeah. Henri Brancon as well. So, and he, you know, he went to Castres, uh, I think, in November. <laughs> French lesson. So, Mike. Yes. Uh, for our English listeners, what is Le Bouclier de Prénus? For our English, Welsh, Scottish, Irish listeners. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forget that you're English. Excuse me. I forget that you're English. Excuse me. British. <laughs> Brook, Brook, I can't even say it. Bouclier de Prénus is one of the largest rugby trophies I've ever seen. It's a bit like a front door, isn't it? It's a shield, basically. Yeah, but it's sort of stuck on a bit of wood that's the size of a front door. And it's been played since, I think, 1892, if my memory serves me right. So it's, it must be one of the oldest trophies in world rugby. And uh, Montpellier or Castro will be lifting that front door tomorrow night. Rugby friends, I hope you enjoy our preview of the final between Castres and Montpellier. May the best team win, but I have an inkling that, hmm, I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the game and we'll be back next week. We'll be looking at the final. We'll also go through the French squad that's due to tour Japan and any other news that comes along during the week. We'll catch up with you then. Absolutely. And you know what? That there are two Bretons that are joining the French team in Japan. So, yes, we're moving in the right direction. And the yeah. names are. <laughs> the they, need names... Some, they need somebody to bring the onions, don't they? <laughs> the names are Nolan Le Garek, who plays for Racing 92. He used to play for Van as well. And Mathias Haddad. So, well done to both of them. So, au revoir, mes amis. Au revoir, à bientôt. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding-ding-dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum. Tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.